You're listening to The Point with Pastor Gray on Atta Church Radio. 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 Praise the Lord and welcome to The Point. It is Wednesday, January 26, 2022. The month of January is almost over. We're almost a twelfth of the way into the new year. Things are moving fast and things are moving well in the work of the Lord. Uh, we're just praising God around here every day for something new. It's been awesome how God's been moving and working and just accomplishing so many little things and large things as we're going into the new year uh, here at Atta Church. So we thank you for your prayers. We thank you for listening and for joining us in this podcasting ministry. I am joined today, as usual, in the studio by uh, Brother Woods. Good to see you here today, Brother. Yes, good. Uh, Brother Sam, it's good to be here. Good to Amen. be uh, amongst the good company today. <clears throat> Amen. Yes. Amen. And uh, we do have um, others who will be joining us, you know, throughout the year, throughout the, w- the months and weeks ahead on the podcast and other podcasts. So keep an eye out for that. As always, we're going out live today on Facebook. Let me make sure that's true and I'm not lying to you. <laughs> yep, we're live on Facebook. And uh, we're also going to be posting this, of course, on YouTube and on our uh, Out of Church Radio podcasting stream. So be sure and join us there. And uh, otherwise, I'm free to take it away, brother. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, brother Sam. Uh, going to maybe take a little, di- <clears throat> excuse me, a little different approach today, mm-hmm. but maybe uh, trying to keep it in the, in the same thing that we've been following for the last last few weeks. <clears throat> and uh, excuse me, <clears throat> no, I always get choked up this time. <laughs> but um, I kind of uh, been given insight to the uh, industry that I worked in for some forty six and a half years. And some of the things that were transpired during my tenure uh, with the company and with the union, I had a uh, I had an example last week. I was going to show Brother Sam uh, about the size of the contract book that we used to have. It this it was about this size, Brother Sam. Okay, just about maybe another thickness added to this, and this was what this is what we gauged our conduct on, and how people were <clears throat> people were helped uh, when the uh, when they had problems with the uh, management and vice versa. So I kind of lent way last week as, as far as that you had to know your contract and the ins and outs and that uh, when you really got down to where the rubber meets met the road, the contract was based on contract negotiations between the company and your union. Mm-hmm. And they had what they call the spirit of the contract or i.e. the letter of the law when certain things are brought to pass as far as legislation or any type of <clears throat> contractual language. And they said, well, you really had to be there at the negotiating table mm-hmm. to really know what was going on. Mm-hmm. But when you get it in its finished form, you have no way of knowing who, where, what, why, when. <laughs> sure. But it's supposed to be, it's, it should be uh, specific in the detail when you're trying to help somebody. Yeah. You go to a section on absenteeism. Or you know the uh, the steps to giving a warning or some uh, safety violation, it should be pretty well contained contained in it. Then you know you can probably uh, put your own spin on it. But basically, the truth was the truth, mm. and we had a lot of things that 
of the management would try to, you know, twist to their own advantage. That's such as human beings do. Mm. It's just that, you know, it's just that way. But uh, to study a document, a contract, or even the word of God itself, the illumination on the truth and the spirit of that spirit of that contract is what you had to ascertain. And if uh, uh, if you had to apply your human knowledge to it, then, you know, you could come up, they could come up with all sorts of twists and turns. And you never knew what the intention was originally for the language. And so either side, the union or the company mm-hmm. could misuse that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a we had a, uh, uh, a lot of rounds with some individuals, you know, superintendents, plant managers and what have you. And they, they really hated to see me coming because I really usually took uh, any type of form of written thing. It's supposed to be a binding contract. I usually took it literally. And they said, well, you can't take it. I take that literally. I said, well, you got to have an element of truth if this is ever going to work. Mm-hmm. And we had one superintendent, and his name was Gerald Reynolds. Lord rest his soul, he's gone on now. And he was kind of a short in stature, but he was, you know, a real uh, arrogant uh, uh, man, just as arrogant as you want to be. And he and I butted heads over contract language many, many times. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, remember, if I told you that God was really helping me at this time, you know, because I uh, wouldn't go, I could go to bat for an individual, but I always had to have the truth of what the concept was before I could apply mm. uh, contract language to their situation. And I told them, I said, if you lie to me, I really can't help you. Mm-hmm. I said, I can do the best I can to ward off any kind of, uh, you know, uh, the disciplinary action, but you have to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to have the whole story to really be able to really, you know, help the person. And yeah. then, you know, when you're serious about the Word of God, you have to really have the spirit of the letter of God mm-hmm. to really be able to help yourself and others mm-hmm. if you're a minister of, of, mm-hmm. of Christ. Mm-hmm. So uh, this gentleman, very arrogant, and he twisted the contract to his own advantage. Mm-hmm. And uh, I talked to him, you know, you're never supposed to lose your head when you're talking to an individual in higher management, but you had to treat them with respect and rapport that you, you know, you had to have with them. Well, he, he wanted to go toe to toe and I just refused to go there, but I did tell him the word of God would always make manifest of a lie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brother Sam, down the road, uh, I warned him and I warned him about uh, trying to hurt people especially those that couldn't defend themselves. And he uh, mistook that. And and a lot of people in management, and I'm not trying to uh, demonize management, but I I was for the people. And, you know, Mm -hmm. when you see people hurt, that kind of did kind of raise your eye to the fact that, you know, you want to get in and really trying to do something for them. Long story short was, on down the the road, Gerald Reynolds and and his uh, cohorts had done so much damage and so much wrong to the individuals that didn't deserve it. I mean, there's one guy that he was, you know, was kind of mentally challenged, but he was still able to work and hold a job. And they tried to railroad him mm. to where he actually broke down and cried. And that kind of broke my heart. Yeah. And I told uh, Mr. Reynolds, I said, you have to be careful when you do things. I said, because, you know, you're being judged, too. I said, this contract is not the, it's not the, it's not the uh, only thing that we're going to be judged by. As far as, you know, you they wrote it. I said, but there's a spirit of God, too, mm-hmm. that's in everything that man does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brother Sam, it wasn't that much longer that this particular man that was infringing on the rights of other people, he got in a relationship with a woman on the job. Mm-hmm. And Uh-oh. he got caught in it. Someone walked in on him. And this this individual that 
was uh, walking, couldn't have been any more than five, six, but he thought he was just something. <laughs> and him walking around the plant, you know, with his shoulders back and his head held high. And after the judgment came down on him, they stripped him of his superintendent position uh-huh. and stuck him in a corner. I had a big office and they took him out of the office and stuck him in a, like a small cubicle with his face facing toward the wall. Wow. And uh, he used to walk by me, Brother Sam, how you doing, Witty? You know, I'm just arrogant, you know, just. And then when uh, the, the the word of God, you do reap what you're so caught up mm. with him, he barely could hold his head up mm. when he walked by. Mm. The spirit of Antichrist is is alive and well. Mm. And we look at different churches. And I'm look, I was looking at Revelations, and we're looking at the church of Laodicea. Uh, I had in this this thing I showed you earlier about the church of Laodicea and how it came to be. I mean, as far as, <clears throat> it's not in the scripture context, but this is a history thing here. But uh, we see that uh, we want to go to that in Revelations uh, 3. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, Brother Sam. Uh, <clears throat> we're looking at Revelations, and you know we're we're quite we're quite familiar with uh, the Book of Revelations, and as far as this third chapter where it talks about the Church of Laodicea. Now, the, when he, when we get to the part that the Lord talks about uh, being uh, not hot or cold, but lukewarm, there were uh, in Laodicea they had their water uh, fed to them from two different sources, and it culminated in the in the, in the city, one from a source of a hot springs. That you know, there was uh, as far as fennel minerals and things, and for health benefits, and then one from a place that was, you know, they had extremely, I mean, like very cold water, healthy water. But when these came into the city, they mingled, and they made, the waters were lukewarm to the point to where it would make people nauseated when they, you know, had to drink it. And this, this was the history of that water supply. So when we look at the fact that God has used that particular thing and applied it to this church, is very interesting. So we can start reading, Brother, Brother Sam, at um, Revelations, uh, verse 14 through 18. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth, because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thy eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. We were studying uh, in Second uh, Peter, uh, about the spiritual uh, spiritual addition, mm-hmm. and we had uh, gotten down to uh, patience last week, and then right after patience, it says, "Add to your faith godliness, godly godliness." Mm-hmm. Now, the scope of godliness and how to attain godliness is something that will evade the common man, everyday man, mm-hmm. anyone that says they're affiliated with a church, you know, or even our saved brothers and sisters. Godliness, we know that this is a form of perfection and it takes time, but it, it literally means to be godlike. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. can just a mortal man be godlike? Mm-hmm. And here we see in the church of Laodicea that 
theirs is far from being godlike as the East is from the West because of their arrogance. Rich and increased with goods and have needed nothing. We know that uh, it was a uh, uh, metropolis for uh, trade, uh, learning, everything that came through there was just, you know, uh, uh, so many uh, texts written, over 3,000 writings on skins and whatever, as I was told before, mm. you know, the commerce was just booming. And uh, there's dangers and there's dangers in the things that we think are, I can say, being blessed of God, mm -hmm. and we're trying to bless ourselves. Mm. He said, you don't realize that you're miserable, blind, mm. and naked. Such is the condition of all mankind. If our righteousness, he said, except your righteousness exceed that of the Pharisees, mm. you will in no wise enter the kingdom of heaven. How wise were the Pharisees? I mean, how righteous were the Pharisees, Brother Sam? Mm. We can tell that, you know, they were puffed up with vanity. And that 23rd chapter of, of Matthew, where he gets, when Christ gives the indictment, woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. Mm -hmm. And the fact of it is, there's a, and I hate to say it, Brother Sam, but hypocritical things are very prevalent because these, yeah. the Laodicean is a, is a, a lasted, a, in the last of the church age in the seventh dispensation. And these things have permeated a lot of teachings that once, once were solid. Hmm. When uh, uh, James wrote in Jude about the common salvation, and he said they had to be reminded of what it was all about. And we should, we should really, where God brought us from, where God brought us from before he saved us. And this is my, this is my opinion, and as I well stayed before you again, but I tried to have some scriptural basis for it. God puts our sins and our faults when he forgives us in a sea of forgetfulness. Mm. He forgets it, but should we? Mm. I'm going to think about that, Brother Sam. Mm. And I thought about that. When the, uh, Paul gives the thing as far as people that were murderers, rapists, and, and all sorts of things, and he turns around in admonishment and says, and such were some of you. Now, I realize even today, I mean, even more so, and that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother avenue, that godliness is being repentive. I mean, when we, when he, when he, to be godly sorrow, full of sorrowful and a broken and contrite heart, that's what makes God draw us because he knows that we are sorry. I'm not just sorry we got caught, like he says, right. but godly sorrow. Way down deep, Brother Sam, mm -hmm. to where you would never want to go there again. Now, we know the flesh is extremely wicked and the heart is extremely wicked. Who can know it? But the fact of it is that such were some of us as the things that people are outside the arc of safety. Hmm. When I think back on some of the things that I caused and caused hurt, Brother Sam, today, I am really terribly sorry because Christ suffered that agony for us. Should we? I know we don't, we don't dwell on that, but when we go to judge a brother, or a sister, or even someone outside of the ark of safety. How, 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 what are we, what are we basing our judgment on? Are we doing it in love, or is it a reflection of who we used to be that we see these people need help? Mm -hmm. Because, uh, take one thing. Uh, I was a thief. I was a thief at a young age, mm -hmm. about eight or nine, and I was uh, being in when when I was when I was that young. You know, breaking into the apartment across the, across the way from a woman that lived across the way with a fingernail file, and I'm walking around her house and looking. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm wondering, well, my mother was somewhere else, but I'm I'm up to no good. Mm -hmm. I think back on these things and wonder. The fact is that God saw me at a young age in my undoneness, and even as I got older. The things that I did and the damage that I did, he forgets those things. Hmm. 
But I, I'm of the opinion that we must always be able to just reflect on just how bad we were before God rescued us. And the things of it is that people are soon to forget how much wrong and how terrible our flesh really was and mm-hmm. still is if it's not put under subjection. Under mm-hmm. subjection. Mm-hmm. The fact of it is the Church of Laodicea, uh, it, it, it says here that uh, the, 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 the uh, commentator says that Maybe it wasn't a backslidden state, but they were sure way off. Hmm. And uh, for me to get this kind of arrogancy and pompousness mm-hmm. to in the face of the Almighty God says, "I don't need you," hmm. that that's that's a that's the first step to oblivion, brother hmm. Sam. As far as I'm concerned, if we don't think we need God because we've forgotten what manner of person we were. Hmm when he saved us. Mm. And then we talking about looking to the perfect law of liberty and thinking that, you know, you behold your natural face in the glass and go your way and forget what manner of person you were is what I'm saying that we shouldn't forget. He put our sins into a sea of forgiveness. Mm. But if we see our own reflection and not the reflection of Christ, the God, the, the, the God, the God likeness, the more we see his reflection, the worst, I mean, let me let me hear again. The, the the more we look into a law that I have looked into the law of liberty, mm-hmm. and God exposes my faults, mm-hmm. the worse I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that 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 repentance for what we, we should always be grateful for God taking us out of what they usually say the muck and the mire, but the degradation that life that we were born into mm-hmm. and have no way out. Period. The fact of it is that uh, we have to be able to reflect back and look and see how terrible we was and not ever want to go back. Amen. You might have a comment, Brother Sam, before I move on. Well, uh, the you know, with the Laodicean church and that, that whole mindset, just making me think of how arrogance and deception go together and, and not even deception of others, but self-deception. They were deluded, Amen. as he says here. You know, you think you have all this, you think you have all that, and you actually don't. And you're glorying in something that, that is not true or not real, at least according to God. And you look just a few verses after that, and he says, uh, you know, to this church, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He wasn't even in the church. Amen. He said, you've pushed me out of my own church. And uh, that's that's heavy, you know, to think that if you do get caught up in arrogance, you do get caught up in, well, we're all right, you know, we got everything we need, we know we don't need to look to God, we don't need to turn to God, then suddenly before you know it, Jesus isn't even in the church anymore. He's outside knocking on the door saying, hey, you pushed me out. Yes. And that's, wow, that's a, that's a heavy thought right there. And uh, and far be it from us to, to ever come close to that, of, of saying, well, we, we got this, God, you know, you can sit this one out. Oh, you know? yes. <laughs> uh, and... and <clears throat> Thinking that we're all that, um, yeah. That's just uh, those things. That just thought occurred to me that those things go hand in hand. That arrogance and that self-deception, that pride and that that where you're deluded, you know, to think that you are all that and that and that God isn't really as as needed as He used to be or as as, as you think He would be, you know, <clears throat> and that kind me. of thing. So yeah, um, along with that, brother Sam, uh, God allows us to be attested uh, uh, to increase our faith. If we came from uh, an area to where we had poverty, mm-hmm. we had sickness, we had mental conditions, and God delivered us from from those things. Mm-hmm. At least we forget we can fall into those traps and snares mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. because it's not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. Right. And, the, and the word is saturated with those uh that type of thoughts and the type of encouragement and mm-hmm. the type of care and the type of love that God has given us, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when it says that 
the things that happened to Israel were for an example mm -hmm. that we shouldn't fall into the same traps. Mm. And we see what happened to them. They murmured and complained about things that they were delivered from, and they just kept getting in more trouble and more trouble and yeah. more trouble. And I'm looking at this Laodicea, and they talked about, do you realize you are blind, mm -hmm. miserable, mm -hmm. and naked? Mm -hmm. And Israel is our example. And I'd like to go to Isaiah, the first chapter, Brother Sam. Now, I, uh, <clears throat> I've started at verse 1 many times, and <clears throat> I saw uh, a kind of correlation to mm -hmm. um, a Revelation's third chapter when we mm -hmm. talked about the book of Laodicea. Mm -hmm. And I had stopped at, I've read from verse 1 and to verse, I stopped at verse 6. But then again, I read through and I got to verse 10, and then it really hit me. And this is Judah, in, and this is Judah, a sinful nation, and it's, a, and it's an indictment from God to them. Mm -hmm. And then verse 10, it starts about a call to repentance. But brother, I think I want to read through verse, uh, from verses 1 through 9. Mm -hmm. And if you got a comment before we mm -hmm. go to verse 10, we'll please do so. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I want to, the listeners to keep in mind that we're uh, drawing a comparison of the selfishness and hard-headedness of God's people mm. and the fact that uh, when we think we've got it all going together, God sees a whole different hmm. thing. Yeah. And because of our arrogance, we'll be really all about and why God is saying it, Israel was given for our example and why we shouldn't be able to, we, we shouldn't fall into the same snares, but we do because mm. of that human flesh. And we think we're all that in the bag of chips too. <laughs> uh, go ahead and read for me, uh, Brother Sam. Sure. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amoz, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Ezekiah, kings of Judah. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord hath spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. Why should ye be stricken any more? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick, and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate, your cities are burnt with fire. Your land, strangers devour it in your presence, and it is desolate as overthrown by strangers, and the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant, we should have been as Sodom, and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. This is a picture <clears throat> the narrator says here down in the context of it's like being beat up very brutally. Mm -hmm. uh, even the, the the war against the people that has just left them almost totally devastated. <sighs> we don't, I mean, let me put it this way. I didn't realize that this is a condition of heart mm. and a condition that can take you places that we never thought possible in doing the things that the human family does to itself and what we do to one another. Mm. The things that it is, is just the, the warring in our members. And uh, uh, sin is something that we mark as separation from God, but that separation from God, that God, it, it leaves us so vulnerable so many mm. intakes mm. within our within our conscious and our psyche 
we see things happening in the world today, even in Christendom, that do not line up with being godlike or mm. godliness, mm. which is one of the things that we're supposed to add on after faith is mm. faith is given to us, and we're given to be given a foundation for these other things to be added on that our walk might be mm. true and circumspect, mm. because we have to really pay attention at any time. Least releases, least, least let let it slip about where he brought us from. Because we can get an illusion and grandeurs, grand, uh, being grandiosis of ourselves mm-hmm. and end up like Laodicea. Hmm. But from verses 10 on through, um, let me see, brothers. I think maybe I'm going to, I think I'm going to let you read the 23, verses 10 through 23. Mm-hmm. And this is a call of repentance. This is a call of repentance for Judah for all these things here that he has told them that that's how sick they are, being full of wounds and putrefying sores and 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 uh, 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 wounds that have not been bound up, neither uh, mollified or soothed with ointment. Mm-hmm. Go ahead on, Brother Sam. Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he-goats. When ye come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The new moons and sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hateth. They are trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash ye, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. How is the faithful city become a harlot? It was full of judgment, righteousness lodged in it, but now murderers. Thy silver is become dross, thy wine mixed with water. Thy princes are rebellious and companions of thieves. Every one loveth gifts and followeth after rewards. They judge not the fatherless, neither doth the cause of the widow come unto them. Now that's a real strong indictment. Mm. There's so much there that reflects on this Latter-day Church and this mm. these end times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look at uh, uh, Timothy said in the last days, evil do of uh, evil men is in uh, uh, perilous times shall come. Mm-hmm. Evil men and seducers will get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening. This is what has happened here. And he's called for repentance. And he says, come, let us reason together. After mm-hmm. all that you've done mm-hmm. and just disavowed me, I'm still willing. You mm-hmm. know, there was once judgment there. They, you know, when mm-hmm. he started off good and God is helping us. And, and when, we not, when we start to lean toward the understanding, then this this whole thing starts to cascade. Mm-hmm. I mean, it for me, Brother Sam, it, it's tied in very uh, uniquely with godly god god godlikeness hmm. because if we're going to be clothed in white raiment and he's told them he says uh i buy, i constantly to buy me gold tried in the fire that you might be clothed mm-hmm. in white raiment mm-hmm. the fact of it is that that white raiment unless we are endowed with that with that gift from god to be able to wear that white raiment 
There's mm. so many things that the flesh will cook up mm. and beyond the fact, you know, because God has God has purposed us to have a people unto himself. Mm-hmm. We see the examples of a sinful nature that needs repentance. Mm. And here again, I reiterate, Brother Sam, is that my opinion is on walking with God, we can't afford to be arrogant. Right. We are not saved of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are saved by grace and not that of ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's no, have you talked about this before? There's nothing that uh, we can do that we deserve this relationship. Right. It's about mercy and it's about grace. Mm-hmm. And to be able to be clothed in white raiment, we know we're going to go through something. As mm-hmm. past, we talked about, you know, the, 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 the patience and the temperance, you know, self-control and what have you. And Paul talks about he keeps under his body for that very same thing. Mm-hmm. Leastwise, how he's, after he's preached to others, he himself might become a castaway. Mm-hmm. There, is that, there is that variance to what the flesh can just, uh, uh, like like our pastor said, God, I mean, the devil can make you feel lower than low or mm-hmm. higher above what you should, you know, th- yeah. should, should think of yourself. But there's a lesson here for us as individuals and, and the church collectively. Because this is a this is a time where affluency is really really prospering. We, we you see we were talking about the technology of the day, and a lot of people are just you know flourishing with money and stuffing things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the poor get poor and more oppressed. I was looking to where all over the world, uh, brother Sam, uh, every country that there there are more demonstrators crying out for yeah. democracy mm-hmm. and freedom mm-hmm. and they're being killed for that mm-hmm. because that you know the autocrats and the dictatorships of, of the nations are just getting so far reaching how the united states is being tried on every corner and their authority challenged because these people are getting emboldened and the fact of it is that you know we there's a wars and rumors of wars mm-hmm. and the things in the last days it talks about you know brother against brother nation against nation and we see people that uh, mothers and fathers and children are just in disarray and hating one another because of the ideology of the time mm-hmm. and they don't want to adhere to the standard that God had set for men and women and children and governments Brother, it's just a uh, it's just a chaotic time. Mm, we see sure. it happening, yeah. and but all in the midst of this, God is still asking for His mm. people to be holy Amen. and separated, Amen. because we can easily get caught up in, with our own ideology. If we have, <laughs> and I'm, and I caught myself doing this, having an opinion about something that really was about nothing when it comes to the work of the and and the perfecting of the Holy Ghost. Mm. We have to be careful who yeah. we say yeah. and how we think it when we say it. Mm-hmm. And and I got like I told you before that uh, Elder Ferris, who you know was a, was a, was a good teacher, uh, those three criteria about things before you speak and ask about a thing. He said before you make a statement about something that you think you need to say something about, if, if God should get the glory out of it, first of all. Is it true? Mm-hmm. You make a statement. Me and you make a statement. We're talking, mm-hmm. and I decide I'm gonna I'm gonna make a statement. Like my nephew made a statement to me about the flat Earth a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Is it true? Mm-hmm. Then, if it fits that criteria of being true, is it necessary to say at mm-hmm. that time? Mm-hmm. Many a many a many a many a conversation has been misconstrued because of the way we say it. I mean, you know, is it necessary to say at that time? A lot of people want to just take the bull by the horns 
and just run off with the conversation of as far as somebody uh, what they think they should be saying. It might be right in the context of what they're saying, but there's a person receiving those words on the other side. Yep. And, you know, it's how they receive. God, the Holy Ghost seasons our conversation. Mm, amen. Do you know what I'm saying? Because you've already experienced that. Yeah. It's the way you say it. Mm-hmm. And then the third criteria, which really kind of knocked down everything that makes you kind of keep your mouth shut is can you say it in a kind way? Mm-hmm. And we know that can happen. That can snap. Like someone was saying, well, I think yes, that's not so. And the opposite of that, well, I told you mm-hmm. it might, but can you say it? And these yeah. things, our mouth controls so much. And it, it, it we, 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 you know, we talked about the tongue in James, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, it's set on fire of hell. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the way we, the way we think and our deportment and our, our, uh, conversation within and without because we speak with our bodies as well as our mouth. Mm. Is it going to lend way to godliness mm-hmm. or godlikeness? Mm-hmm. Because the, this this is what God is doing. He's changing our nature. We talked about it here a couple of weeks ago. He's He's changing our very nature mm, to right. be conformed to, to to Him yeah. as He is. We are too. You know, brother Sam. You know, if somebody just come and just literally just hit you out of the clear blue sky, and you know. What's your reaction going to be? <laughs> yeah, I had a gentleman uh, really read me the riot act about a couple of months ago, and I, I, I could have walked away, but God wouldn't let me. Mm. And I stood there, and I listened to that. And I it wasn't really something that I would have done in myself, but the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. overrides the flesh. Mm-hmm. We're going to end up in a, a terrible situation when we get puffed up in vain and the church of Laodicea rich and increasing with goods and have need of nothing and doesn't really realize what condition they're really in. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people, Brother Sam, that don't really realize the condition of what they're really in because they've gotten comfortable in just being affluent. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they we, we have truth, but how do we administer truth and how do we live truth without offending and driving people away and then actually cutting ourselves off from our blessings? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you got a comment, Brother, mm-hmm. that's... Hit me up with it. Well, the uh, a lot of this, especially in this Isaiah passage, goes back to uh, he's referencing consequence and just saying, okay, look, here's what you did, mm-hmm. and now here's what's happening because of it. And like with the church of Laodicea and getting puffed up, you know, we're talking about deception, but a lot of it seems to be a, a misunderstanding of God's consequences mm-hmm. of, yeah, I know the truth says this, but look, I'm doing okay, so it must yeah. be all right. There you go. You know, yes. I'll, you know, I, I I know God said this, or I know God expects this, or I know God wants that. And you know, for the Israelites, I mean, they they knew Judah and all them. They they'd known it for generations. And 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 you know, I was reading in Exodus just this morning, and they you know they stood there, their ancestors stood there and said, you know, let let's yes. do this covenant. And he sprinkled the blood on them, and it was just it was very. Amen. Uh, they were very you know by their words and everything, they were very committed. But then we see like right away, you know, even in that. <laughs> Same breath, you know, they turn around and they've got this golden calf and all that. So they already had had problems from the get go. But they knew, they knew the truth. It was given to them. It was written in tablets of stone, so it couldn't be just changed. You know, you couldn't just erase a little bit and you know change something. It's like, hey, this is solid. This is real. And it, it's funny because it's it really goes back to faith on some level. Where there we go, there we go. You don't believe that God means what there He says, go. or you Amen. don't believe that when He says it, it's actually the way He says it. Amen. Like, well, I I know, yeah, that's what's written. That's like you're saying in that you know in the in the rule book. Well, I know that's what's written there, but it actually means this other thing. Mm-hmm. Or I know we're supposed to do this, but we usually just do this instead, and it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And it might be okay for a time, 
you know, you might get away with it for a little while. It might it might not hit you right away, but that's all the scarier because then when it does come back and hit you, you know, it's like it's like when you're when God's winding up for a punch. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's and it's and it's coming in hard. Yes. The longer that it goes without hitting that consequence hitting you, the scarier to me that gets because it's like, okay, he's he's putting it off, he's he's being patient, you know, he's waiting for you to repent. But if you keep on, you keep in it, you keep hardening, come you on keep now. turning against him. Then when it does come, come down on, on you, it's going to be bad news. Yeah. It's going to be real bad. Amen. Um, and, and then, you know, in the book Revelation, that's what the whole book is about. You know, it's obviously Jesus coming back and, and all of that. But a lot of it is 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 Jesus himself showing up to wage war against mankind. He, he you know, you look through the whole book and it's basically siege tactics yes. against humanity. Yes. Where he's going, he's doing all this stuff from the, you know, from the, the, all the environment, everything. Where he's saying, all right, you had... All of history, you had all this time, I gave you all the prophets, I gave you the truth, I gave you the gospel, you know, all this stuff. And as it says there, you know, there's still, there's still people, even in the midst of all that, who will not repent. Will not. And that's that's when it's going to hit the hardest, yes, is for those who, who have heard the truth and will not repent. Because he has a, you know, from what I've seen in the Word, he has a higher standard when you've heard the truth, when you know, when you know better, when you've been taught, you've been shown, when when it's been, you've been convicted, right? The Holy Ghost shows up and says, hey, you got to change this, or you know, it's the Word's right there, you know, this is what you're supposed to be doing, and you're like, yeah, but it's okay, or he hasn't, you know, nothing's happened yet, so I can keep on. And that's when he's like, okay, so I told you, I warned you, right? It's already, yeah, it's already out there. Um, and it's just, uh, I guess coming back to, you know, the, the Laodicean church, it's, it's a sad state of affairs when you know the truth, when you know better, when you've heard the word and you're still fusing, you're still rejecting it. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm frightened to stand next to people like that, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's coming, mm-hmm. like judgment's coming, you know, God's, mm-hmm. God's going to be patient, as he said here, if you will repent, if you will, if you will return. Well, and that's, you know, I was talking about consequence in verses, uh, what is it, 19 and 20, he says, if you do this, if you yes. be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land, it's yes. going to be great. <laughs> If you refuse and rebel, yes, you shall be devoured with the sword. You know, it's 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 that simple, and it's and it's that black and white that our world has has tried to hide. Now we're talking, brother. Yes, because I I see this constantly. Now we're talking. It's all in you know. It's all fifty shades of gray in between. And God's like, yeah, no, I've never had shades of gray. It's always been this or that. It's always been you know. I came to divide the 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 word itself. You know, is a sword. You know dividing asunder the soul and spirit mm-hmm. i mean he uh it's always been about choose you this day whom you will serve always. right you're going to you're going to serve him always. or you're going to serve anyone or anything else it doesn't matter what you call it and what you, you know how you want to paint it it's either him or it's not him amen <laughs> and uh it, it i mean it's all it's all wrapped up in there and if if you know the truth if if you've heard the truth if you know what you should be doing you can get it right that's the other thing is that so often if if you're caught up in something or you're you're like man I'm just you you don't have to resign yourself to that you don't have to say well I'm I'm like you're saying you look back at your previous life and then you know what God's changed you from or even mm-hmm. if you look at your current life and you say well can God change me from this he can yes he can and you don't have to stay in that you don't have to stay stuck in an addiction or stuck in the That's mire right. or whatever so it true. is he says right here come so now true. let us reason together though your sins be as scarlet even though you are stained all up and down all over he can still make that way That's what we're snow. talking about it can still happen. Yeah. That's He's still offering about. that hand out, but you still have to choose. You still have to say, yes, yes, Lord. You know, I've been yes. singing a song along. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, you have to submit. You have to let go. Um, <clears throat> as you're talking, I'm reminded of the contract language. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> if God has to come to you with an indictment and a grievance, mm-hmm. it's not good. Yeah. Because usually when the either the company 
usually it, it usually gets off that the employee is given the warning mm-hmm. or and then either they, they feel the company has infringed on the employee's rights, then a grievance ensues and that goes through two or three steps before it may be if it's good enough to uh, get out of committee and go to an arbitrator, then that arbitrator rules and that 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 legislation, I mean that decision is final and binding. And God has arbitrated many cases, this being one of them, is here mm-hmm. in, in, in the, uh, uh, Isaiah. And this ruling will always be just and will always mm-hmm. be Amen. fair. Amen. Because we've given, like you said, he, he's given us mercy every day to be able to repent and turn around from this. But a hardened heart and a carnal mind mm-hmm. is enmity against God. Mm-hmm. It's not subject to Him. It's not it not subject to Him. Neither indeed can be. Yeah. I kind of like to uh, uh, slide into the end of this with Jeremiah the fifth mm-hmm. chapter, brother Sam. This one deals with pervasiveness. Pervasiveness. Mm-hmm. We know that what that means, and we know what uh, the children of Israel uh, what was happening with them. God is again being merciful, but he's still looking for a change. Mm-hmm. If you can read for, uh, for me uh, verses 1, let's see. I'm going to just go ahead on it and verses 1 through uh, one through 6, Brother Sam. Run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem, and see now and know, and seek in the broad places thereof. If ye can find a man, if there be any that executeth judgment, that seeketh the truth, and I will pardon it. And though they say, The Lord liveth, surely they swear falsely. O Lord, are not thy eyes upon the truth? Thou hast stricken them, but they have not grieved. Thou hast consumed them, but they have refused to receive correction. They have made their faces harder than a rock. They have refused to return. Therefore I said, Surely these are poor, they are foolish, for they know not the way of the Lord, nor the judgment of their God. I will get me unto the great men, and will speak unto them, for they have known the way of the Lord, and the judgment of their God. But these have altogether broken the yoke, and burst the bonds. Wherefore a lion out of the forest shall slay them, and a wolf of the evening shall spoil them. A leopard shall watch over their cities. Every one that goeth out thence shall be torn in pieces, because their transgressions are many, and their backslidings are increased. It says it's a dangerous thing. <clears throat> to fall into the hands of a living God mm-hmm. before. And thank God for mercy, Brother Sam. But the thing that that prophecy I told you about years ago, uh, pray, pray for America, for the thing that she is doing has come up as a stench in my nostrils. Because mm-hmm. a culmination and a, and a retribution for everything done or said. We, you talked about, you mentioned that one time, maybe last year, about being judged for every mm. idle yep. word. And every idle thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone asked me, well, how can God judge all these people that have been, that have died? And, and you know, I said, because he's God. You're just thinking too small. Mm-hmm. I said, God is able. I said, if he, he is, if he, if he's attuned to everything that goes on all over in the universe, mm-hmm. I said, you just made a God too small. I said, yeah. God is uh, not contained by time or space mm-hmm. or any other mm-hmm. thing. The fact of it is that he permeates every single facet of our life. Mm-hmm. And I think about that, Brother Sam, he permeates your life, my life. I mean, everything that we do is under his scrutiny. Likewise, if it's under his scrutiny, when we yield, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we're for the better. Just mm-hmm. like you said, we're for the better. We we can't lose. Mm-hmm. In spite of what we see and what we're going through, the burdens of what has been put up on us for our good, God is able to succor us and help us because he knows that our flesh is weak and that we need help. But but 
uh, danger to the man or the woman mm-hmm. or the child that tries to circumvent the Word of God, either through ignorance or not knowing, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they had an opportunity at one time to hear this. Mm-hmm. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the Holy Ghost, Amen. Brother Sam, because mm-hmm. you know we are recipients of a far greater thing that we are going to look forward to, eternal mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. But the struggle, the struggle is going to be ongoing to the end as far mm-hmm. as if we wrap it out of here or we go by the way of the grave. Mm-hmm. But there's so many, Brother Sam, that are getting disorientated by worldly things mm-hmm. and concepts mm-hmm. and the thing, the way they think they're doing is a better way and a better thing. They can say it better. They can think it better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's better this way. You know, I mean, we got a better chicken soup recipe, so to speak. <laughs> and the fact of it is, if you taste that better chicken soup recipe, it can make you sick to your stomach mm-hmm. or spoil all your energy the way you think, you know, it could mm-hmm. be nauseating. And that that saying that one man's one man's uh, antidote is another man's poison, yeah, you know you have to be careful what we take in because that can lead us to destruction. Hmm. Christ is the only path that is going to take us to where He wants us to go, and we have to be led to that. Hmm. Lord, help us that we don't fall into an apostate condition Amen. and state in our mind because brother sam you know it can slip in so easily mm. so easily mm-hmm. if we not you know god keeps us aware yeah, so, yeah. But any comment brother so i'm yeah. about ready to wrap it up my friend well and, and you know you're mentioning ignorance there's no uh at this point especially in history but just it's been for a long time there's no there's no need to be ignorant there's no reason why you should be ignorant of god and what he's doing and what he wants for you and of your life it's in the word it's all in there um you know, it's it's astounds me at times when uh, ever since you know we started on this journey, we received the Holy Ghost. My brother and I would talk to people, and, and a lot of them are people that are uh, you know come from our background. You know mm-hmm. that that um, whether it's the Baptist or or mm-hmm. anything like that, and we'll say, look, you know, it's it's in the Word. It's right here. You just have to read it. And they'll say, oh well, you know, I don't believe that stuff, and you know the way you're whatever. And they'll say, did you, did you read it? And then and they always kind of you know make up an excuse or go a different way. And I'm like, if you're ignorant, that's that's because you're choosing to be ignorant. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you're not if you're not taking up what God has offered to you, what God wants to do in and through your life, it's all right there. And 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 every time we see back through history, when there's a big powerful move of God and He reveals something or or re humanity rediscovers something about the truth mm-hmm. of God that mm-hmm. they had that had been lost or hidden or, or that they'd forgotten, it, almost inevitably it's, be, it's because someone somewhere was digging in the Word and they were like, wait a minute. It's it's in here. It's it's still there. It's already there. I, I just the example came to mind is is Martin Luther. You know when when mm-hmm. he was in in the midst mm-hmm. of the Roman Catholic Church and, and just the the horribly wrong uh, doctrine of that of that whole institution. And you know he 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 didn't come come around to everything. But the things that he saw was because oh, he read yes. the word. And oh, he just yes. took the time and read the word and said, no, wait a minute. They're saying this. They're doing this. They say we got to do this. They got to do that. But the word says this. The word says this. And he took God, like we said earlier, he, he took on faith, took God at his word. Yes. For what he saw in there, he said, look, this is what's yes. true. Even though the whole world is saying it's this way and that I got to do things this other way, if I got to choose between who's right, God or man, I'm going to have to choose God every time. Every time. And, uh, you know, that's... There, there is just a a a plethora, an inundation of, yeah, of wrong yeah, doctrine, yes, right? Of all the yes. hundred and one million ways you can do it, <laughs> you can you can go this way or that direction or whatever. But you can't go wrong when you go back to the Word. When you mm-hmm. go back and you just start digging in there, and when you have questions, and when you're like, "Hey, I don't know about this," that's that's an opportunity. 
when you say, well, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. That's an opportunity for God to, ch- to teach you, for God to, to, to show you something. It's an opportunity for you to chase after God and for him to get a little closer to you than he was before, because then you can dig in it and he'll show it to you and mm-hmm. you can ask him to guide you. And then you can discover that, that little bit of treasure, whatever it is in the word. And then he's able to use that in your life. And he's like, all right, we've gone another level further. We've gotten a little bit closer. And uh, so those, you know, again, that that there's there's just no excuse to be ignorant, and there's no um, there's no reason for it. Uh, we, you know, we should we should always be striving to learn more, to dig deeper, <laughs> go further with God. Um, Brother Sam, when the Lord started drawing me, I had me and his friend. I've said it many times. I had books piled, you know, studying the Anathal Man, the Quinan, Doctor Sun and Moon, mm-hmm. different books. And I was still lost because mm-hmm. there's no correlation between all these outside influences. Mm-hmm. But then again, I picked up this book, mm-hmm. but not this one. And I said, mm-hmm. I really don't. And this was God dealing with me as he dealt with you and mm-hmm. Brother Mark mm-hmm. when he starts stirring that up in us. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally the same. I'm a, I'm a heathen from, I'm, I'm just a heathen, period. Mm-hmm. But in my heathenism, I spoke this word. I said, I don't care what they've done. Or how they try to manipulate it, if it's man's hand in the Bible and all that, you know, like you say, you know, man. I said, mm-hmm. it's got to be something. That God is God. Mm-hmm. There's something that can't be changed. Yep. And it's got to be there. And God is going to make it so. Yep. And to come to find out that <laughs> Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, Amen. and forever. I told Amen. him, I, and I said this, Brother Sam, I said, there's got to be a thin line. If it's, mm-hmm. if it's cluttered with all kind of garbage, there's still got to be a thin line of truth that runs from cover to cover. Mm-hmm. It is Christ. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I mean, and that's the Holy Ghost, and we mm-hmm. can't, and, and I know we can't impress the importance even more so without the illumination yeah. of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. This would be a foreign text. Mm-hmm. Sure. Thank God for the blood mm-hmm. and the operation of the Holy Ghost that mm-hmm. gives us the illumination, be able to see that, and God has given us directions because mm-hmm. uh, you're blessed to be there. Mm-hmm. And because it, God drew you Amen. through that love, I mean, Amen. it's a, it's it's an operation that can't be explained. <laughs> how He could touch you and just cause you to turn around and look mm-hmm. and think about, well, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But we are a chosen generation, Amen. a royal priesthood that we show forth the glory of Him that has called us out of darkness mm-hmm. into His marvelous light. Amen. To God, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. That's beautiful. Amen. I don't think I can add anything to that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for um, showing what you know, sharing what God's put on your heart for today. And uh, we thank everyone who has joined us uh, on on uh, live, whether it's on Facebook or who's joining us later after the fact on the podcast or on YouTube or wherever. Um, if if God's touched your heart, if God's showing you something through this, through the scriptures that we we're able to share, uh, please let us know. Leave us a comment. Uh, you know, do all the all the stuff. You know, share, like, subscribe, all those things. But for for the most part, we just want to make sure that that it encourages us when we see how the ministry is being used in your life. And obviously I, I get it. I get ministered to every time I come in. And um, so I'm always blessed, but we'd love to see, to hear your testimonies and hear Amen. how God's using these things in your life. Amen. And uh, especially those of you we've seen on our statistics that so we have a few people from all over the world. We'd love to hear from you as well. If you want to share, join in, uh, whether you hop on YouTube or on Amen. Facebook and just drop us a comment, let us know where you're listening from and uh, what God's doing in your life through this ministry. Uh, we will be here tonight if you want to join us at a church, uh, Antioch, the Apostolic Church, 11140 East 10th Street here in Indianapolis, Indiana. We'll be getting together probably around 7 to uh, start prayer and, and looking forward to what God's doing in the service tonight. we got services on Sunday starting at 10 a.m. and then 6.30 p.m. 
And God's just doing some great and amazing things here through the ministry. We've got the po- different podcasts going through the through this ministry at a church radio, and God's doing some work through the church as well here, boots on the ground. So we'd love for you to be a part of it, to see what God's doing, to uh, encourage us as we encourage you, and to worship with us in spirit and truth. So uh, please stop by if you get a chance to visit the church. And as always, uh, God bless. Thank you, and we'll join you next time. Amen. Church Radio.